1: 18 plus. Akiva, you there? Yeah. All right. So before we get to today's podcast for the Giants, uh, we thought we would just give a brief explanation. This one's a, a little bit different than some of the others. Uh, our intro is more of a, a stream of consciousness, almost like a live feed, because talking to Berliner pre-air, Akiva thought that it was gold. In fact, he said, and I quote, uh, quoting both Akiva and Kenny Banya, he said, this is gold, Jerry, gold. So I think that's how we're going to do it. So I'm warning you that this is going to sort of just start, and you're going to feel like you're in the middle of a conversation, sort of Mark Marin style, between uh, myself and Akiva and uh, Josh Berliner, who won't really get formally introduced until we're about 10 minutes in. And Akiva, also, we need to uh, issue our first ever correction.
2: Oh, boy, what did we do wrong?
1: Yeah, our fact checkers have confirmed that uh, we made our first ever error. We've literally never made any mistake at all. But in the Panthers podcast, uh, we – and by we, of course, I mean I – told the story and attributed it to uh, A.B. Sutton. To be specific, I I claimed that A.B. had been told that Mike Piazza had died in a car accident and that he had cried. Our sources now confirm that this happened to someone else. Um, And A.B. also confirmed that he would not have cried if Piazza had died. But he did say that he may have cried if Piazza had tested positive for steroids.
2: But not if he died?
1: Yeah. Uh, he also accused me of confusing him with, with well, both the person who the story happened to and also with Wilmer Flores. So, look, there's a lot of crying in Mets baseball. It's hard to keep track of who's crying, why, and when.
2: It's true. I, I do a lot of crying about the Mets.
1: You know that, yeah, that's also true. Uh, you know, I don't know if we actually if we actually got to this, but would you have cried if Mike Piazza had died at, at sort of the peak of his powers?
2: Yeah, I'd say, like, uh, you know, when I was in the car, I was driving upstate. And uh, I heard on WFm that the Mets had traded on Friday for, uh, you know, it was so shocking when they traded to uh, Piazza and they got him from the Marlins because the Marlins had obviously just traded for him. And nobody knew that they were just renting him because the Marlins are clinically insane. Yeah, like it was such, such a high and like Piazza was by far the best player we'd ever had. Uh, yeah, for sure. I would have I would have cried.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I cried when Kirby Puckett's uh, demise came too soon.
2: Yeah, but he, you know, he was no longer providing any value for your. No, I, I
1: don't mean when he died. I mean when his career ended. You oh, know, because of, oh, so because you didn't cry when he died?
2: That you were fine with that. Well- <laughs>
1: I was sad, but but he had become sad. You know, he uh, his his post baseball life uh, took uh, some very dark turns. Uh, sure, you know, legally and and in terms of his weight and get uh, gastronomically. I don't know what the <laughs> word is to describe that. You know, now now that we're talking about Mets baseball for a second, and Mike Piazza, I've had this argument with other Mets fans before. Let, let me. I'm just going to try and present it in the most uh, slanted way I can. You acknowledge that Carlos Beltran was a significantly better Met than Mike Piazza, right? <laughs> No, I don't acknowledge that. There we go. Exactly. Are you insane? I mean, the, I mean, Carlos Beltran
2: uh, in the 2006 playoffs was certainly better than Piazza ever was in the playoffs. Par- Carlos Beltran was a great player, and I guess if you factor in defense uh, and you know positional value, then
1: well, I mean, Mike Piazza positional value he was a catcher, yeah, that's
2: but... true, but he didn't. He yeah, wasn't so actually the, good yeah, at so his th- position.
1: This is why I bring it up because uh, you know uh, Beltran played seven seasons for the Mets. He had 31.3 WAR. Mike Piazza, he played eight seasons for the Mets. He had 24 war. So Beltron was a third better than Piazza. Yeah, but Piazza. Piazza
2: just fell apart at the end. He was an old catcher. Okay, so. In I mean, his absolute apex was his he, best he, war he, season better well, than Beltran's. Well no, but he,
1: well, no, so first of all, he had no negative wars. It's not like he – no, his apex was his first season on the Mets. He had 5.4. And no, Beltron was definitely better than that. Yeah, I mean yeah, Beltron well, Beltran, Beltran in 8. 2006, had, in fact, had, you know, Beltran basically 1000 OPS
2: season- and a gold glove center field. I mean, yeah, he was Bel- a monster. Beltron
1: in 06, 07, 08 was better all 3 seasons than Piazza's best season in New York. And and Beltron also is, you know, the greatest postseason baseball player of our lifetimes. And of course, he he's most famous for a strikeout and and not how insanely good he was in the rest of the playoffs for every team for Houston and for the Mets um but yeah that's all I wanted to get off my chest
2: catchers also only play like 120 games at most you know Beltran I see played 161 one of those seasons
1: well I mean so yeah that's part of it but I'm just saying that uh every Mets fan uh loves Piazza more than Beltran but Beltran was a significantly better player and they'll they'll both be in the Hall of Fame oh really you think Beltran's for sure a Hall of Famer he should be Will he be? I don't know. Look, Adrian Beltre is a for think sure he's, Hall of Famer. I'm
2: certainly not considered to be a lock Hall of Famer, Beltran.
1: Well, that's why I mentioned Adrian Beltre, uh, because he also, I mean, he's a no-doubt Hall of Famer. Right. Well, Beltre is
2: weird because he started when he was like 14. Yeah. Like, literally, he was one of the youngest, you know.
1: Yeah, that insane season for the Dodgers. And by the way, this is a preview to a New York Giants football podcast. Yeah. I,
2: and Beltre also has, I mean, like um, Beltran, has a tremendous amount of defensive value also.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, his his career war right now is at 677 And he's basically done. It really depends on the reputation. I mean, 70 should be in the Hall of Fame. Anything over 60 is, you know, probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah,
2: he might not even get to 400 homers, which I know is a benchmark maybe for...
1: Well, that's you know, the thing because he has so much defensive value, and the traditional voters, you know, don't really pay attention to that. And as you said, you know, he's just shy of. By
2: the way, you realize that's ironic, right? Like the th- traditional voters don't value defense, even though they would acknowledge that he was a very good defender. They would definitely wouldn't argue that.
1: Well, that's why it's so stupid because when yeah, when sabermetrics first came to the fore, the joke about the A's is that all they cared about was power. You know, just walks and homers, walks and homers. And the main thing that advanced stats do now is they take into account positional value and defense and base running, all sort of the small ball aspects of the game. And yet the so-called traditionalists poo-poo with the stats that, for example, of the reason that we know that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. But and
2: Beltran only had two, oh, two seasons where he was a top 10 MVP. That's kind of crazy.
1: Well, and that, that's, that's part of what I'm saying, that his value was so much higher than the idiot voters gave him credit for, which is why he might have a problem in the Hall of Fame, uh, even though he should be there. And if you're wondering why we're talking about Carlos Beltran's Hall of Fame prospects – I don't even know how we got to it. Uh, You shouldn't wonder because I can warn you that the first 10 minutes of this podcast are going to involve a detailed analysis of the 1992 New York Jets season. So... There's uh there's gonna be a lot of meandering in today's episode, but but if you have any uh feelings about about Akiva or me or Berliner, hopefully you'll be somewhat entertained. Or, or if you hate a few of the people who uh who really take a beating in this episode, uh the state of Florida I think uh, is gonna be in for trouble again this episode. Uh I think uh I think uh poor Aaron Kornhauser gets uh, gets a little bit of the runaround for his uh, poor performance in your in yours and Berliner's fantasy football league. Is there anybody else we hate in this episode? I guess every team playing the Giants. I don't know. Yeah, Josh Berliner usually a pessimistic guy, but he might have eye hopes for the Giants this year we'll have to wait and see high-ish
2: I'll say high-ish hopes
1: yeah and, and spoiler alert wait till the all the way all the way end of the episode after the music if you want to uh, get the inside scoop but um, I'm gonna try and stop uh, you know holding our listeners hands and trust them to figure it out for themselves all right so let's uh, let's turn to Josh Berliner and the Giants I'm eating a cantaloupe Do you know I don't like cantaloupe I've never had one yeah that's crazy to
2: me. any type of melon is horrible you don't like watermelon like the most disgusting of all the melons
1: Go to Melach Avatiach. It's on the corner of, like... No, i don't. I'm not not going to eat
2: watermelon unless it's watermelon taffy. Watermelon, I'm like Watermelons are disgusting.
1: God, in this, on a hot summer night, there's nothing better. Last night, I had, like, 17 pieces of I, watermelon.
2: I don't even understand why it would be good on a hot summer night. Have, or, you, have
1: or, you had it, or are you just... The idea upsets you for some I've
2: just- probably, like, tasted, like, a little bit of it, and I know it's disgusting.
1: Your culinary habits are so weird.
2: Yeah, but it's also the texture. You know, I'm very... I'm into the textures of this stuff, and... The,
1: what's what's the texture?
2: It's a weird. You be, it's like cold, but it's like weird. It's just like you're biting into like a soft brick. <laughs> I should do. We should. I should really do a a food podcast. On yeah. The side well, okay. About, so
1: you've seen my fruit rankings, right? I actually emailed them to your sign for podcast. I don't
2: remember your fruit rankings. But, but I eat a ton of fruit. I just had a, a banana, an apple, and a plum because my wife is bringing that dinner like much later. Yeah,
1: I had so a plum today also person. actually. So. Yeah, I w- when you guys did the mango episode of Seinfeld, I emailed you a link to my Facebook pro- post of my fruit rankings.
2: Really? I don't think we well, we definitely didn't talk about it on air, right? You didn't,
1: you didn't talk about it. Mm. I, I didn't mention I didn't, it in the email. I remember it was just it. it was an embedded link.
2: Oh, I don't remember seeing uh, it.
1: What I said in the email was, you know, I've been on record as saying that the mango is the number one fruit, and then that was the link. That were those words.
2: Yeah, a mango. Mango is really her miss. Like the best mango is better than anything, but bad mango is just nothing.
1: I mean, a bad mango when it's hard and sort of doesn't have a taste. You mean?
2: No, some of them you bite in and you're like, oh, there's gonna be good, and there's just nothing there. So like the it thing was probably have, there
1: yet. I eat a mango like an apple. I eat the peel, I eat everything.
2: Oh well, we should have done like seven of these in a night. That would have been funny.
1: Yeah, but the the mango peel is where it's at. It's really good. A lot of good stuff. Like, um, you know what
2: the mango? Like I always get it. Like I see it pre-sliced and stuff. What about dried fruit? How are you with dried no, fruit?
1: No, 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 out. I'm out. I'm I out. got
2: really into dried fruit, but literally it's like eight thousand shekel for like one thing. Yeah, My wife's so like, oh, expensive. you gotta conserve these.
1: Yeah, I'm not about the dried fruit. So Dimitri Martin brought this up, I think, in his stand up special, the one on Netflix. What the hell is prune juice? And I've been asking people; nobody's giving me a, s- a solid answer. You mean
2: because when you squeeze a prune?
1: Yeah, we don't call grape juice raisin juice. Prunes are just dried, like dried out. Plums. If that's
2: weird. I don't know. I, I mean, I've never after, had it. I, I never after you make
1: plum it. juice, you have juice in one cup, and then you have a bunch now, of prunes in the cup. Now I gotta check up cup, that. No, right?
2: just Yeah. Are we waiting for JB here?
1: He's here, Josh.
0: Yeah. Hi. This isn't even on air. By really. the way, if you look in the supermarket, a lot of companies rebrand their uh, prunes as dried plums or as plums. because
1: so. oh. no, prunes sounds gross. It sounds like something you only eat when you're constipated.
0: Well, they want to, you know, they want to appeal to those fickle millennials. Yeah, That's ah. really, uh, All
1: right. John, what's
0: I, your
2: I, what's your opinion on bologna?
0: I'm
2: <laughs> a lot of like, bologna like
0: talk the, the the, food. the Oh the foot like the um the processed uh
1: yeah. Josh doesn't the, listen to the sidefoot podcast until Tuesdays.
0: I know, that's why we're asking him. We're asking no, him. he
1: wait he waits until uh, Rob points okay. it out.
0: It, I mean, like, you know, it's not it's not my, my first go-to, but, you well, know. So what would you put on it if you is had anybody, ketchup mustard?
1: Is anybody eating a bologna sandwich in 1995, by which I mean 2015?
0: Uh, is anyone eating a, a bologna like a, sandwich? If your coworker brought bologna... No, 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 not it.
1: your coworker. If you walked into your building when you were still living on the Upper West Side, and one of your neighbors had a, had a plate of <laughs> bologna sandwiches and offered you one, would you take it?
0: Probably not. It's not the first, you know. And in this if, day and age, it's not the first meeting. reaching. What if
1: you were hungry and someone well, you a bologna what, sandwich? What if that neighbor was was uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Does that change the calculation at all?
0: If Seinfeld offered me a bologna Jerry sandwich, Jerry
1: Seinfeld says, "Here, would you like a kosher bologna sandwich?"
0: Yeah, of course it does. And so you take it then. Isn't there like a show about this? Uh yeah, it's like uh You know, comedians and <laughs> cars eating bologna sandwiches.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Yeah, um, that that's the show you're on right now, actually. Comedians <laughs> on oh, couches. We're, we're
2: really wasting. We're wasting all this gold. Um.
1: We, got, we gotta get rolling here.
2: Yeah, we do. Oh my gosh, so many of these. We really should do another one after this.
1: Yeah, and I, I have to edit each one of these afterwards, Akiva.
2: We don't edit them right now, except uh, for the uh,
1: pants. Akiva's pulled off the perfect shtick, which is claiming complete incompetence at everything he does. <laughs>
2: Listen, I I want to I want to make this clear, Chester. I made it very clear from the beginning. Yeah. I said I cannot edit. Like um, I knew I needed a an Ari Gold who did this.
1: My roommate in law school was like fresh out of uh you know. Turo College. He wasn't even 21 when we started. When, you know, he was like the most clueless guy in the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. he knew how to do nothing. The 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 week that I was gone, I was gone for a week. He literally ate nothing but candy bars for a week. Yeah. Uh, by the uh,
2: way, Chester, I undersell how clueless I am. Like, so, this my so, wife.
1: Wait, hold so i will give you the example. So we're like cleaning and kosher the kitchen, at the beginning of our one L year, and he can't do anything. And so I say, all right, how about can you do this? I take out the glass dish from the uh, from the microwave. I'm like, can you just go wash this? So, And I'm in the kitchen, so he takes it to the bathtub, drops it in the bathtub, broken glass everywhere, which, by the way, is the one place in the house where you're always barefoot.
2: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> um, uh, although the better part was he uh, he called me one day. This is when I was still in Boston. He calls me. I'm not in the house. He's like, listen, man, I'm starving. I need to eat something. I said, well, we have whatever it was, um, something that you just microwave. I said, just eat that. He's like, all right, how do I make it? I said, this instructions on the package. So he, he calls me back like two minutes later. He says, all right, uh, we can't make this. I'm like, why? He says, well, it says put it in a microwave oven. I'm like, yes, what's the issue? He's like, we don't have a microwave oven. We have a microwave. Oh,
2: man. So this guy is even worse than Hold <laughs> on. Oh, I
1: got a better one. I got a better one. Uh, That's really the, the bad. First and shab-
2: this guy was in Harvard.
1: Yeah, the first Shabbos of the year, I, um, they had asparagus at the meal. And, this- mm-hmm. and he's like, what the hell are those green beans? <laughs> He had never seen That's a amazing. asparagus before. Oh, yes, right. so this hold guy on, sounds hold on, worse to me. Hold on, hold on,
2: hold on, but can on he this. drive? By the way, this Chester? is Brody.
1: I wanted him Look. to be my Giants guest if it wasn't going to be Berliner.
2: Yeah, Berliner was choice plan A1. What, what, where's the? De- what's the deal with this guy? Can he drive? We oh, should yeah. have an incompetent yeah. off he's me. He's given me a
1: ride before. So this uh,
2: guy is... Uh, but, got, but, yeah, So beat. I'm not like like that, like malpropism stuff, but... Nah, he's got you beat, for sure. He's probably more competent. Like, the first year and a half we were married, my wife did the dishes after I went to sleep. Like, she redid them. Because I would do them, but I was so bad. Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but she didn't want me to not do them because then she'd be stuck forever.
1: But what's the skill them? on a dish? You just wash off visible dirt.
2: just, like, didn't know how to do it. I don't know.
1: Was like, what I didn't you know how to do? Like, didn't
2: know how to get it clean. Didn't know how to scrub. <laughs>
1: all right. But okay. now I do the dishes. We got Josh in here. All right, so we're all good to go. All right, so we're just going to jump into the interview, Josh. All right. All right, Akiva. Our, our guest has joined us to talk about the 14th-ranked New York football giants, and that's Joshua Berliner. Josh, how are you today?
0: Hi, right, Good evening. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: We are excellent. Akiva, I got to tell you, Josh is probably the first Giants fan that I knew, um, and you know we. Lived...
2: could write complete sentences?
1: Oh, that sorry. that also. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, shots fired right across the bow from the Jets fan to the Giants fan. But I, um, you know, I moved to New York, and uh, Josh and I lived in the same building for a few years. And um, he had season tickets to the Giants, and the Vikings and Giants played a number of games together in New York during that period, uh, including a couple of uh, famous playoff games.
0: So They're you would along with that some of the games during that period.
1: Yeah, so you you would assume, Akiva, that that uh, you know with those season tickets that I went to a bunch of games with Josh, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean I had
2: Jets tickets and I took uh, you know uh, the fan of the opposing team all the time.
1: Yeah, well, up. J- Josh's father forbade him from taking the fan of an opposing team.
2: Ah, oh, okay, so he's but, stricter than Howard Weenaker
1: but instead of taking me guess who went to a game and sat in Josh's uh, family seats was it shamaya no it was our english teacher
2: <laughs> oh that's absurd although i gave in third grade i gave my, my rabbi always like talked about how i had jets season tickets uh so one time when the jets were like really bad in december of whenever we were in third grade what is it 92
1: uh,
2: yeah um, the jets were bad and i gave him the tickets and he like supposed like everyone like oh he had such a good time whatever and then my friend went into his draw like on Tuesday after the game, and all four tickets were still there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did he lie to you and say that he enjoyed it?
2: I think so. I I don't. I think he like said he had had a good time, but then the tickets were still there. And like, well, it wasn't, here's,
1: like here's the thing. Now I mean, you
2: still have the tickets, but back like back in the day, you needed your tickets ripped. Like they wouldn't have still been there.
1: Well, uh, here here's the thing. Here were their um their last three home games in 1992. They lost 23 to seven to the Chiefs, 10 to six to the Colts. And twenty to nothing to the Saints.
2: Okay, so get ready for like some crazy person talk. So twenty-three to seven was the game where Dennis Berg got paralyzed. Oh I was at that game. Oh
1: my! Oh, <laughs> well, I was just going to say this guy did not have a good time, but you no, were there. So, you didn't have a good time, but you remember I, it. I, if I remember correctly, it was
2: November 29th, uh, ninety-two, <laughs> right? And, my, uh, and that's when Dennis Berg got paralyzed. It was right in front of my uh, side of the field, section two twenty, in Giant Stadium. That's all uh, it was. So far. I just remember, um, and again, this is all without any Google or anything. I just remember like being very annoyed. He, he crashed with his best friend Scott Mercero. I remember being very annoyed that um, like the game wasn't happening for half hour. Nobody knew Bird was paralyzed yet until maybe the next day. Why maybe by just, the... Why don't you just
1: check Twitter on your phones?
2: But here's the thing: I do think, uh, from my wacky Jets memory, that that Saints game was the Saturday game, so the rabbi would not have been going to the Saturday game. So it had to be. What was the middle
1: game you said? You are correct. Yeah, it was the Colts on December thirteenth. Th-
2: this is, by the way, people sh- should be like bowing down right now. This, this is very schedule.
1: impressive. This is very um,
2: impressive. Uh, this yeah. Is incredible. So, I, <laughs> I think it must have been that um, that Colts game, and he, you know, he didn't go. And what the hell? Look, we might, I also, there must have been like Hanukkah also, because why wouldn't we have had school on Sunday? We had Sunday school when I was a kid.
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, you've uh, shown an, an incredible amount of knowledge for, uh, you know, random games that your team played in 1992. You weren't at that Colts game because you gave the tickets away. If you can Correct. tell me, 10 to 6, if you can tell me the Colts touchdown, who scored it, the quarterback who threw it, or the, the receiver who caught it, then I will be blown away.
2: Was it, it Jeff thought. Trudeau?
1: <laughs> it, was was Jack, it? it was Jack Trudeau. Jack Trudeau. sorry, I, Jack I'm Trudeau. Shock. By the way, Jeff, but George no was core- who- Jeff George was their quarterback in that game. Yeah, he got yeah, injured. Okay.
2: I, I was just thinking, like, why, who would be the, the backup? Trudeau. I, I have no idea who he would have thrown it to.
1: He threw it to a guy by the name of Charles Arbuckle.
2: No, I don't remember him. But yeah, I def- I saw Trudeau, I think, play a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Like- but
1: I just want to point out, so you lost to the Colts at home 10-6, to and you're like, boy, what a bad game. Do you know what the score was in the first game you guys played that season?
2: They got destroyed.
1: No, no, no. You lost 6-3 to in overtime. Oh.
2: Six th- <laughs> oh, see, I don't remember the 6-3 in Indianapolis game. So you guys we, doubled the we score. Beat, to 6 we had a, a couple d- really low-scoring games because their defense was pretty decent. Then In, I think, 93, we played the only 3 nothing game um, that I can remember over the last 25 years. We went to Washington on a, on a Saturday. I didn't even see the game. And we beat the Redskins 3 nothing in Washington. Yeah. So
1: uh, was but 30. they played
2: a lot. If you go through the 90s Jets schedule, they played a bunch of games with like the Colts and the Steelers. that were like 6-3, 10-6. And I sat through all of them. Like, I remember I had a streak where, like, I went to, like, five straight Jets games where there was, like, one touchdown scored total.
1: Uh, I just want to point out, by the way, that game against the Colts was not on uh, Hanukkah. It was the 18th of the Jewish month of Kislev, which means it was a week before Hanukkah.
2: Yeah, but, I, I, like, there had to be a reason why he could go, unless maybe it was a 4 o'clock game and he said he would drive afterwards. That actually uh, is possible. Because, so, you know, Sunday school would be over by noon or something. I, and I wouldn't go when I had a jet game. I would just skip Sunday school. But
1: It was a 1 p.m. game.
2: So so I wonder, it, how could it's, it's, it have to be? I well, I hold on, let's
1: ask our next Josh, Josh, it's, it's Josh, Lawrence, Josh, Josh we brought you on to this money. podcast because of your expertise in the 1992 New York Jets. So tell us, why did Rabbi Florence uh, not have to be in school that morning?
0: Hey, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. This is a little uh, above my pay grade, gentlemen.
1: By the way, before we came on the air, we were discussing fruits. I was eating cantaloupe at the time, and Akiva poo-pooed cantaloupe. I'm now eating a peach. Uh, what are your comments on peaches?
0: Excellent. Uh, you know, if you get a good peach, it's not too, it's not too mealy. It's not too. It's not too late in the season. I'm, 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 I'm all for it. But you got to make sure that you get, you know, the right one. Otherwise. You know, none of them are good, and you're never going to take them out of the fridge, and they're just money down the drain. No,
1: you're right. Peaches are really, really hit or miss, but this was a home run. And I and I gotta give a shout out to my wife because she actually ate half the peach and then left it here, and she said, "You can finish this peach." And she went to bed. But um, so thank you, wife, uh, if you're listening to this, which I assume thank you won't be. Thank you, wife. <laughs> All right, so you know, now that we've had a, a number of digressions, let's turn and focus on the 2015 New York Giants. Josh, uh, you know, the Giants are a team that people seem to be relatively high on, uh, given the season that they had last year. Akiva and I, as we said in our cumulative rankings, we have them all the way up at number 14, but there's a little bit of a split there. Akiva has them at 12, which is really quite good. That's, you know, borderline contender status. I have them down at 19. So just as a reminder, this is a team that went 6-10 and 10 last year. Uh, which was their second consecutive losing season. They had, you know, they've had an abysmal defense for three of the last four years. Let me ask you, as a Giants fan, obviously, you know, as a fan, you're optimistic, but sort of realistically, do you think that that number twelve, that you know, that they should be a playoff team, or do you think number nineteen, maybe on the edge of the playoff race, is more realistic for this team going into the season?
0: Well, you know, I think that I think that they're they're a really tough team to peg because the last decade, from from my seat as a fan, has shown that really when you expect uh, the least from them, they will, you know, they'll surprise you. And indeed, go all the way and, and, and finish the whole thing. Um, each of the seasons that they won the Super Bowl, we really thought, you know, nothing of this team. They don't, they're not coming together. They don't have what it takes. Eli is a bust. And then somehow, you know, they get uh, they get the, the incredible... Um, Season when they were a wild card team and beat the Patriots, and then they get the Victor Cruz season. There's you know always something that comes up. So uh, you know the last couple of years, I think we had higher hopes, and sure enough, they were they were abysmal. Although last year, I think you really got a sense that they were going to struggle. The 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 line play was was really um, lacking from the beginning. So this year, you know, I look at the team, I almost throw up my hands. You know, you know in certain positions, they can get it done. They have the quarterback, they have, uh, they have the receivers, and, you know, certain things are looking better. Obviously, um, the defensive line might be a little disappointing this year, considering they lost their best player to a, uh, to a holiday mishap. And um, uh, their safeties are, 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 are really banged up so far this preseason. But uh, that that you know then itself for a Giants fan is reason to hope that that when when you think they have like nothing to show right a team that struggles in the preseason and a team that struggles in camp has everything to work on they have all the tape they need I guess to improve and to button up and they can address their problems early on as opposed to a team that you know where all the pa- pieces seem to be in place already then they, they don't have an opportunity to get it together and to, and to improve and to tighten things up during the year. So that's, so as, as a fan, that's, that's how I feel. That's my reason to be optimistic is the fact that they seem like this lump in, misshapen clay at this point in the year.
1: Well, let me ask you, you know, Tom Coughlin, he's about to start his 12th season as our coach, which is incredible in this day and age. He's also turning 69 in a couple of days. And he always looks like he's about to lose, you know, various extremities on his face to uh to the cold. You know, if they have a third straight losing season, is he on the hot seat? Will he maybe not be maybe not be fired? Maybe they'll sort of ask him to retire. But will 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 he be their coach at this time next year if they don't make the playoffs this year?
0: Well, you know that that's what everybody wants to know is that uh, you know you've got these three guys who really kind of um, came up together. One is the head coach and one is the general manager and one is the quarterback. And you figure that the quarterback isn't going anywhere. Um, so you know who 's it going to be is it going to be the general manager who came up you know it was his first uh g m job and then they won two super Bowls with him is it going to be is it going to be the coach who 's going to go it, it 's not and the guys on the radio seem to agree that Coughlin pretty much i think writes his own ticket you know in 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 this town and with this team, but he happens to be just you know he 's he 's probably near the end of his career anyway so he, the truth is i'm i'm not sure what's going to happen with coughlin i I'd, I'd be surprised if he's back i think at all in 2 years you know whether success or failure he may just you know feel like retiring you know i think a bigger question is the general manager and um, you know
1: it's interesting again cuz you know you mentioned that the, that the three of them have been around together you know you know all since 2004 basically and in that period it, it's been such an interesting franchise cuz they've never been a serious contender but they've won two Super Bowls, and they did it, you know, they did it as a 9-7 and team that barely stuck into the playoffs, that looked like they were falling apart, and then they turned it on for four games when it mattered. And other than those two Super Bowl runs, they haven't even won a playoff game in, you know, in that whole 12-year period. Now, of course, you can't say other than when you've won two Super Bowls in the last 11 years. That's an incredible legacy. And Coughlin and Eli might go into the Hall of Fame one day uh, together uh, for that very reason. But, um, it is, but but at the same time, it is interesting because, you know, Coughlin's lost, you know, had two straight losing seasons in a row, and, and I've looked, a Giants coach hasn't survived back-to-back losing seasons since Ray Perkins in the early 80s, so if they have a third losing season, now as you said, maybe he, you know, can sort of gracefully retire, but... I guess I guess you know towards the end of this podcast we'll go through the schedule and we'll see whether you actually see it as a winning season or a losing season, but um you know on that note let's let's jump right into it and and let's start on offense where you know Eli came off just a fantastic year last year the year before he was possibly the worst quarterback in the NFL certainly the worst to start all sixteen games you know there were teams with worse situations uh, he led the league in interceptions. Um, and and he really looked like you know maybe he was into his 30s and he was on the downswing of his career but last year he stepped up had a marvelous season he had a career high qbr he had you know 30 touchdowns for only the second time in his career he had 14 interceptions, which is the lowest he had had, the, the second lowest of his career. Uh, the only previous t- time that he had fewer was 2008. So, you know, Eli really had an incredible season. And, of course, part of that, Akiva will say, yeah, well, because if you throw it up anywhere, you know, within the zip code of Edel Beckham Jr., he's, he's pulling it down for a touchdown. So that certainly makes it easier. And but now with with possibly Victor Cruz coming back, Odell Beckham Jr. if he can stay healthy for a full season, and you've added Shane Vereen to your you know trio of running backs in the backfield, how good can this offense be this year?
0: Yeah, so you know a couple of things that you know stand out the last two years, are I, I would say last year. Remember, Odell Beckham Jr. only played 12 games last year, right? And I, and I don't know how many Cruz played, six or seven or so. Uh, so it's not like he had you know the whole uh, you know the regular crew working with him the whole year. Um, people, you know, may forget that Larry Donnell was this, you know, name early in the season. He was catching touchdowns left and right, and that's who I had to work with. Uh, one thing that changed last year was they picked up a new offensive coordinator. Um, it was only it was I think was their their first new coordinator since I wanna say two thousand and six. Uh, that's when uh, Kevin Gilbride took over the offense, and he was basically there until 2013. And 2014, they picked up this uh, Ben McAdoo from Green Bay, and he was supposed to have the system that would fit Eli well. And I guess it has because, he, like you said, he had you know one of the best years of his career last year, if not the best. And again, watching as a fan two seasons ago, I think wouldn't he have 25 interceptions? I think 27. 27, but, I mean, just every, you know, there were so many deflections. Maybe 15 interceptions were off deflections or something. But, you know, again, I'm an Eli apologist. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> shy, shy about that. Uh, can they get it done this year? You know, I'm going to say just like last year. it's you can't, you can't overstate the role that the offensive line is going to play if they can – if they're up to the challenge, they have some young players on the line. They've, they've you know, drafted a uh, line in the last few years. Then, then it'll it'll be everything. But I could tell you that last year, watching this team, only six wins, there was absolutely no time. And when you look at Eli's numbers, it's absolutely mind-boggling that he had the season he did. I mean, every handoff, every pass, there was somebody in the backfield harassing him. So. That's the only thing I want to see from this team is, you know, Eli Manning's a cerebral, a cerebral quarterback. You know, some guys, we look at, you know, Robert Griffin III, he's running the, the triple pistol option, and he only sees one receiver on the field. But Eli sees four or five receivers on the field sometimes, you know. But you got to have, you know, the line has to hold up in order to, to be able to execute the play.
2: Is there a reason to believe that the offensive line, I mean, you guys drafted Eric Flowers, who spells his name really unfortunately, Right, E R E C K, um, and you and you and you lost Will Beatty. Um, is there any reason to believe that the O line will be substantially better than last year?
0: Um, I would say that you know, for me, one, one indicator or that or one reason to hope would be that just because they were they had such a disastrous late year last year, that they can look at the tape and they can adjust the schemes and they can adjust the offense and make some changes. Um, Jeff Schwartz was a big free agent signing. They brought in to be on the offensive line last year, and I don't and the guy barely played. He was injured almost the entire year. Um, I don't know if he's going to play in the opener on, on Rosh Hashanah. He's a, he's a from a yeah, year. I was, was going to
1: sp- say, you might see him in synagogue that day.
0: Yeah, so, uh, and he lives up here in Bergen County, so... Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully he'll come back healthy. Um, I think they're moving um, uh, Pugh, who they took two years ago in the first round of the draft. Uh, he was playing uh, at a position, so I think now they're going to uh, slot him back in. So, you know, they'll move things around, and hopefully they'll be healthier this year. There's the reason to hope.
2: Do you think that there's going to be one running back emerging from the Jennings-Vereen-Williams trio, or is it going to be committee, or is it, does it not matter because none of them are especially good? What do you think?
0: Based on the last few years, I see it in my crystal. You know, I hope this isn't the case, but I would have to predict that it would be a some sort of you know un, unconventional committee. Is that in the first four games you're going to have one running back stand out and uh, and emerge, and then you know maybe there'll be some sort of incident where he's not able to play anymore. You know, I don't want to say an injury, but you know something to that you know effect, and then you'll have another you know third of the, third of the season, and then you know you'll have a third trimester in the season where. Yeah, that's how these things usually go. Is that it seems like from watching the Giants uh, a few years ago, and they had success. They had Brandon Jacobs and Ahmad Bradshaw and Derek Ward. So maybe you know if things go well, it might be something like that. That and also last year, also you know you never heard of Andre Williams while Jennings was playing, and he went down injured. And then you had this other guy come up, and of course you know he's got his uh, delicate history. So you know maybe it'll be something like that. That's just, just from what I've come to expect the last few years.
1: All right, Josh, we've reached the stage in the podcast where Akiva laughs uh, maniacally as he humiliates our guest. Uh, He plays a game called the roster game, and what he's going to see is basically test how many of the 90 guys at camp that you know. And so far, we haven't had a fan yet who's known these guys because, you know, we keep getting bad luck, and they're they're guessing the randomest guys on the roster. But what he's going to ask you to do is pick a number between 1 and 100, and he's randomly assigned each player a number. So just pick a number, and he's going to throw a name at you and tell us what you know about the guy, if anything.
0: 62.
2: Okay, so Josh, tell us what you know about Tremaine McBride.
0: Uh, he plays in the secondary. Uh, I think he's a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually pr- played pretty well. Um, I think it was last year. Uh, there were a bunch yep. of cornerbacks that went down, and McBride stepped up and he showed uh, and he showed promise. I don't I don't remember exactly what happened, but I want to say that maybe he himself went down to injury as well. Yeah, but he, he
2: actually it. played very well before he got hurt. Yeah. Oh, he, he, I can't, have you heard of him?
0: I've never heard of him before. Yeah, yeah McBride, yeah, I've
2: course. heard of him. <laughs> yeah, I watch a lot of Giants. I um, they,
0: no. had, they had Dominique Rogers, Cromarty, and Prince Amukamara, and I think both those guys went down to injury, and McBride really stepped up.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say, whatever you think of their corners, they have the best names in the league. I mean, Tremaine McBride, that just sounds like a cornerback. And then, of course, Dominique Rogers, cromartie a great name, and Prince uh, you know, Amukamara is just a fantastic name. So, you know, their name game is on point in the secondary, at least.
0: And, Alex, I commend you for pronouncing Prince Mukumara's name name uh, correctly.
1: Yeah, I think I got it actually better than I got Tremaine McBride. So. <laughs> All right, throw, us, throw another number at us.
2: Eight. Okay, Josh, what do you know about George Selvey?
0: George Selby Yes. Nothing. Really? <laughs> uh, Selvey,
2: Selvey is, uh, you know, he, I mean, certainly now he's going to start because Jason Pierre-Paul is... Who knows where? But he was probably going to be the uh, the starting end. Uh, I guess probably now with Robert Ayers, or yeah. Ayers, or however you pronounce that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he uh, Selvey was uh, who was on Selvi on last year.
1: I don't know. But when you Google George Selvi, the first thing you find is an Ameriprise financial advisor in Seattle, Washington. So <laughs> he's got to work on his uh, on his Google <laughs> reputation.
2: An and yeah, and then it, and then there's
1: it, an obituary for a George Selvi on the same. Page. Oh no! R.I.P. Maybe that, I would, you know,
2: the defensive ends are having a tough uh, spring for um, the Giants. I think Selby's really bounced around a lot. He was on the Rams, the Panthers, the Jaguars, but he played really well the last two years for the Cowboys, so the uh, Giants signed him. Great.
0: Uh, you want to do another number? Uh, sure, sure. Let's do number two.
2: Sorry, that's uh, the, the Giants, uh, com ad, if anybody can hear it. What did you say, number two? Number two. Okay.
1: By the way, before we get to number two, George Selvey has almost 16,000 followers on Twitter.
2: Yeah, he's a popular guy, he was, I think he was, um, uh, he think was a really good college tried. player. Yeah.
1: All right, um, we're going to play another game. It's called Biblical Verse Game. Uh, his, uh, his Twitter profile is a quote, and if you can guess the book from the New Testament from which this quote comes, you will win uh, two free tickets to the Giants game this year of your choice. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. Do so I have a guess? What book of the New Testament is that from, or the Old Testament?
2: Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I need choices. I'd need like to know the name of the books. Luke, is it a Luke?
1: It's a Hebrews. No, I'm Hebrews. Tired. Hebrews. Oh. Oh, I didn't even give Josh a chance. Josh give me a chance. Are you going to say Hebrews? I
0: was going to say Paul's. What are the Hebrews?
1: <laughs> there you go. Uh, can I get a chapter and verse? Six four. <laughs> eleven. Uh, I think it's chapter eleven, verse one, unless it's the reverse. To be honest, I haven't what, what, reviewed. Nice, he- I haven't nice. reviewed Hebrews in a while.
2: Yeah. All right. So, Josh, your number would your player is Demontre Moore.
0: Oh, the monster! Yeah, the monster. So what, I think. I think he was taken in the draft. Um, I want to say in uh, what year are we now? I want to say 2013. Correct. So uh, he's an end, I believe.
2: Yep, 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 yep.
0: Um, he's been very. He's been had some very good uh, preseasons. He's had some big sacks early in the season, but of course, remember the last two years for this team have been uh, disastrous. So, you know, when the season begins and he's got, you know, the hype and he's, he's playing well and doing some big things, but then, you know, the wheels start to come off and, and, you, and you can't get excited anymore about in the middle of the season when, when these things are. But he, he's one of these very young, exciting uh, defensive ends that, that we're, we're looking forward to uh, seeing um, really develop and, and make a contribution.
1: All right, I think the name game is segue to the defense. 98,
0: maybe, DeMontrema?
1: Oh, I was going to say, I think, I don't know, what's his number? Akiva, you know his number?
0: It's a
1: 90 uh, something. Uh,
0: 98, oh, there <laughs> I go. Okay, all right.
1: Josh is really on top of things here. Um, all right, so let's segue right into the defense, uh, you know, having covered a couple of the defensive uh, guys in the name game. Let's start up front. What the hell is going on with Jason Pierre-Paul? How many fingers does he have? What's his status? Is he going to play this year?
0: Listen, I don't think anybody knows. You know, I don't think, I don't know if the owners know yet. I'm not sure if they – I assume he's in camp, right? I, I heard that they – I read that they wanted him to – that they um, wanted to give him the money, but he's got to come, and he's got to sit in meetings, and I guess he's got to ride the bike or something. I don't know. Um, one of the big misgivings I hear from people is that – is that, you know, it's not that, it's not that an end can't play with nine fingers, it's that, you know, you can't, you can't lift, I guess, with nine fingers, and that'll affect his conditioning and his strength. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm, just, I'm just not holding, uh, to, uh, you know, too much in the, in the me- mechanics of this kind of thing. I don't know that anybody really knows what the story is. I saw the New York Post or, or the Daily News, I think, had a story where they were trying to see. I don't think anybody's seen his band. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, do I think he'll he'll play again? I don't know. I'm not I'm not really optimistic. But I then again, you know, I don't know that they would have brought him back at all if he wouldn't play. So
1: Josh, are you a fireworks guy? Ever take a day off from a camp in a, in a rural Pennsylvania to go buy some fireworks? Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Yeah, but uh, hopefully you didn't blow off I his just, fingers. I just got
0: my fall guy to light it for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Chris Carter said you got to get a fireworks slash yeah. fall guy.
0: Exactly. if you're gonna, if you're gonna you know, right.
1: So, yeah, rookie mistake, rookie mistake.
0: He should have listened at the symposium. <laughs>
1: I like how the other guy next to Chris Carter, the video, by the way, is Warren Sapp, who subsequently was arrested.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right for like everything. It's not yeah. like he was arrested for solicitation. It's like he was arrested for beating up uh, women. He was arrested for solicitation and beating up women.
1: Well, he needed multiple fall guys, apparently. Right. Well, let's let's turn to the secondary for a second. Uh, you know, we covered the corners a little bit. You know, they got rid of Antro Roll, who I think uh, at safety had really struggled in coverage, and they drafted Landon Collins, who, you know, I saw once or twice at Alabama. Uh, But he's sort of a guy, you know, who also struggles in pass coverage a little bit. So, as we said, this was a really bad defense last year. And even down the stretch, you know, I think the Giants lost like seven in a row in the middle of the season. And in December, they won three in a row once they were already under 500 and eliminated from the playoffs. But they were still giving up 25-plus points a game. Um, You know, and and especially their pass defense was really weak. So, is that going to be improved this year?
0: Geez, you know, I, you can only hope. I mean, you know, hopefully the corners will be, will be healthier this year. They have talent at corner. Um, you know, we covered it, Rogers Cromartie and um, and uh, the Prince and, uh, you know, Tremaine McBride and, and company with whom we already spoke. Uh, they're really thin already in safety. They've had some devastating injuries back there in camp and in the preseason so far, including one of the draft picks. So, look, it's an opportunity for, uh, for a hungry player to step up and, and make a difference and make a contribution. You know, on, on winning teams, this is what happens. Uh, everybody pulls their weight, right? Everyone knows Ahmad Bradshaw. He's a household name. He was a seventh-round pick, but he, but, um, you know, but he, was, he ran for you know, 60 yards in the Super Bowl. So, you know, if somebody can, can, can step up, an unsung hero, if it's Landon Collins or anybody else, uh, then, then that's what it'll take. You know, Antrel Roll also, uh, you know, played had to play a couple of uh uh seasons at, at, at corner, you know, uh or, or out of his natural positions because, you know, they were thin and, and they had success. in to the Super Bowl with him back there. So
1: while we're talking about the uh, the Giants' secondary, I'll just mention um, uh, Josh. Uh, I don't think you were at my bachelor party, but um, it, it took place in the uh, in the beautiful uh, r- resort town of Atlantic City. And uh, the, the evening that we spent at the uh, at, at the club, as they say, there was one other group uh, with bottle service that evening, other than our group, and it was uh, it was none other than Aaron Ross, uh, defensive back for the New York Giants at the time. I think now he might be on the Browns or something. No oh boy,
2: uh, I'm telling his wife.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say, and, and then the next thing I found out, he was, you know, like married to San, Sonia Richards, who was an Olympic gold medalist in, in like the four by one hundred relay. And they kept showing him on the sideline cheering. And I'm not saying he was doing anything wrong, but I'll say a couple of my friends were annoyed that night because what would happen is uh, we kept bringing girls back to our table, and then um, someone from Aaron Ross's table would, would sidle over and say, "Hey, you guys want to meet a member of the New York Giants?" And and the girls would quickly uh, ditch us for that table. So,
0: well, you should have uh, advertised the same thing. <laughs>
1: But I was on the Giants.
0: Or, I don't know. Listen, it sounds like it sounds like uh, the beginning of a tawdry pickup line. You yeah, I mean? Josh, when you get Josh,
1: jobs. Joshua, the girls hanging out in Atlantic City are high, high-class ladies. They, they, <laughs> they can read right between your uh, right through your lies.
0: All right. Well, well, you know, Alexander Tester, you're one of the tallest uh, New Yorkers I've ever I've ever met. So I don't run in such a tall circle. Be a New York Giant of sorts. <laughs>
1: I'll take it, thank you Alright, so on that note, let's jump to the schedule Let's see, you know, whether you see this as a bounce back season um, or, or possibly, you know, the, the, the end of the run for Tom Coughlin And I'll say right off the bat, we're going to be seeing a lot of the Giants Even if you don't live in New York Four of their first six games are on prime time Including one against each of their division rivals So early in the season, people well, are really Forget
0: that, they open up, they open up on, on Rosh Hashanah
1: Exactly. Well, you know what? I think people are, and I and I actually heard that the Giants requested not to play on the Jewish New Year because of the demographics of their fan base. Yeah, the, the Jets and Giants uh, uh,
2: try always try that. But, yeah, uh, but uh,
1: that, that did not come to pass. The NFL is more excited about the nation seeing Odell Beckham Jr. than concerned about the. Uh, I don't the,
2: even the, think Odell Beckham keeps Russia, Sean, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't checked with him. Um, you know, I haven't seen him in Temple on Yom Kippur either. But um, all right, so Week One, Sunday Night Football at Dallas, prime time. What happens in Week One, Josh?
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe that maybe like six out of the last seven years they've opened up on on NBC against uh, against Dallas or so. Or yeah, those like games that. are
1: always on Sunday night. Yeah, uh,
0: I think I, th- I want to say last year was last year the first time they ever lost in Dallas.
1: The Giants tend to seem to be better on the road than at home, including in divisional games for some strange reason. It was
0: reasons. in a couple of years when they lost the first six games. The last game, when you know, that year that we were talking about, Eli threw 25 interceptions at career high. They lost that game on a last-minute drive. They were in Cowboy territory and with about
2: yeah, – two years ago. They
0: were down, down by one, right. Um yeah. There was a, uh, I think the the, the the tight end dropped a pass into mm-hmm. the arms um, of the cowboy. That was an interception that ended the. Well, you guys started
2: 0-6 that year, so. Right, right. first
0: they, they always put up a million points in Dallas, which isn't really surprising. You know, they go up against uh, the, the, the the gunslinger Tony Romo, who's you know flinging the ball all over the field, and, and and they always you know they, they seem to start out with uh, with with a lot of offense and a lot of fireworks, but uh, but listen, it's, it's it's a tough game.
1: Well. We're putting you on the spot. Are you expecting a win or a loss?
0: Since it's uh, since I won't be watching because of the high holidays, I'm gonna guess it's a win.
1: There you go. Um... And, and it's interesting. Uh, perhaps there's a lot of people in Dallas who also are dealing with the high holidays because right now over 9,000 tickets are available uh, on StubHub and starting at as low as $42. So folks in Dallas are going to be in Temple that night, not at, uh, at the, uh, at the, at the uh, Jerry Jones Temple. And uh, But they're going to see the uh, the Cowboys fall to the New York Giants, who then come home in week two at home to face the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Give me a win against the Falcons.
1: Well, you know what? This this front-loaded schedule is actually, you know, you got a lot of primetime games, but this is really the easiest part of their schedule. The first five weeks of the year, it gets much tougher later. Uh, so now you're two and zero, and then on short rest, Thursday night football at home against Washington.
0: That's got to that's got
1: to be a win again. So you know,
0: Washington is they're just they're just terrible. They you know they 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 stink from uh, from the inside out.
1: That, yeah, well, I'm not disagreeing with you there. And then you go face uh, your only game this season in the great state of New York against the only NFL team who actually plays in the great state of New York. Oh, stop it! You're at Buffalo to face the uh, the New York's own Buffalo Bills.
0: You know, for, for for a team, I try to be pretty realistic about. And this is, you know, this is really the first time I'm like looking at the schedule. I try not to obsess. And do all the wins and the losses and the drooling over every game. Yeah, but then we make you do it. But I like them against the Bills. You know, I like them against Rex's you know blowhardedness and, and incompetence. So I got, I got, I got to take the Giants on the road. Wow,
1: four and zero. Oh. And to be fair, Josh is from New Jersey, so so he he should be a Giants fan instead of a Buffalo Bills fan. Um, you know, he's from New Jersey. He roots for the New Jersey team. Then they come home again on Sunday Night Football. You know, it's really incredible how much we're going to be seeing of the Giants nationwide. And this one at 4-0 and against San Francisco, who might be, you know, 0 and 4 at this point.
0: Yeah, you know, the 49ers, they got a lot of problems. They lost a lot of big players. Uh, Kaepernick is overrated, and the Giants have his number anyway. Give me a win. 5-0. And,
1: and now mm-hmm. at 5-0... Um, and 0, they have their fourth Sunday night game or uh, nighttime game, this one on Monday night football at Philadelphia. What happens there?
0: Yeah, you see what's happening with the schedule here is that they want these these big market teams in prime time, and the league fully expects them to suck, which is why they front loaded all their prime time games so they can't be flexed out later in the year.
2: I think part of it is, uh and we always like to analyze the schedule like that when we're doing these games, I think part of it is that Beckham is so hot that he's almost now at the status of a quarterback. So, you know, the guys that they know can sell a game are Brady, Manning, Rodgers, uh, and the Saints aren't a huge national team, but Brees will keep you in any game because no, he's good. So to Peterson, me, they're saying Odell Peterson, Beckham Jr. Peterson. is... <laughs> no, he's not. He's not at that level nationally for TV. Doesn't bring in a single viewer. Um,
1: uh, wait, 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 what? Two thousand thirteen. He ran for two thousand yards and had one of the greatest seasons of all. time. I'm saying
2: he's not. No, people are tuning in for quarterbacks. To yeah, uh,
1: but, uh, listen, Adrian Peterson. Up, Adrian
2: Peterson. Break it Delhi right now. No, 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 asking, no, no, I agree with you. Where are
1: the saying, Vikings? Are the Vikings on Sunday football this year at all? No, no, but yeah, once. But I'm just saying Adrian Peterson is much more famous than Odell Beckham Jr. Right now. And, oh, did and, and, have this big.
2: uh We had this. I was discussing with uh, my other podcast partner, podcast partner Rob, about how. Like what level of fame Rob Gronkowski is? Uh, yeah, like, uh, A- A- Odell um, Beckham
1: Jr. does th- the non-football fan has never heard of him. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the idea is my that mother and wife sports. are very familiar with Adrian Peterson, and I'm not even talking about off the field. I'm talking about on the field. Odell Beckham you Jr. Know, I'll,
0: I'll tell you what he's got going for his hashtag brand is he has that like crazy red like carrot top.
2: Uh, to me, Beckham's going to become the star of the league if he's healthy in the first six weeks, and that's why you're seeing everyone, NBC, Fox, CBS, and ESPN, all four networks get a piece of the Giants in the first six weeks of the season.
1: Listen, that catch he had in Dallas was otherworldly. Look, I love no Beckham Jr. Also, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I don't think he's yet. He needs to do more than 12 games for a losing team to be, you know, on the radar for people who aren't already serious football fans.
2: Uh, he's already in the Hall of Fame in my book.
1: <laughs> All right, so, uh, wait, so is that a win or a loss, though, at Philadelphia?
0: Okay, so, so here's the thing about Philadelphia, you know, the, the, the historic rivalry and everything else, and they've, you know, they've gone back and forth for the last, you know, really 30 or 40 years, you know, very, very streaky rivalry. Um, and In fact, I remember in 2008, the Giants uh, were the uh, number one seed in the playoffs, they won 12 games that year, and they got the bye in the first round. And I remember telling somebody, I said, you know, the only team in the league that could beat the Giants this year, the only team of, of, of the whole gamut, right? Even Tom Brady wasn't playing because uh, Bernard Pollard, uh, you know, knocked out his, uh, his wheels. I uh, said so the Eagles are the only team that could beat them if they faced them in the playoffs, and sure enough, in the first round they they played Philadelphia and they got and they got beaten. It was it was really a uh, you know a, a a quick exit for them. Uh, so in Philadelphia on uh, on Monday night with with Mark Sanchez under center, <laughs> give me give me the Giants. Six and oh, wow.
1: And now you you come home for your last game against the Cowboys, you know, still in October. And this one is going to be another nationally televised game. It's at 4.30 against the Cowboys at home. Can you get the season sweep?
0: You know, I won't won't be. I won't be. I can only hope that I'll see clips of this game. My my brother uh, scheduled his wedding in Boston. Oh, no.
2: no. Shameless. I hope you – yo, Josh, come on. See clips of the wedding. This is a big game.
1: Hold on a second, Josh. Josh, how long has your family? How long has your family had giant season tickets?
0: Since since Giant Stadium opened.
1: And how long has Jonathan Berliner been alive? Not that long.
0: No, not as long. He's uh, so there.
1: So there you go. So there you go. I I think I think I think you go to this game. You six and zero against the Cowboys. National TV.
0: Well, you know, the truth is, I'm not, I'm not sweating it because, because I'm, I'm sure they'll beat the Cowboys. I don't see, I don't see you, oh know, you know, keeping wow, it together, going He's
1: oh. going wow. to run his
0: mouth and and get, you know, punched in the face and he's already losing earrings all, all over the field.
1: Seven, you know, and they, they, they,
0: wow. They're they're weaker than really than they've they've been been in years, Dallas. It's just just everything's up in the air. What's all your game
2: plan for this game if it's close? Like, what are you gonna? you just checking on your phone. You have some sort of like – What time does the wedding start? It.
0: What time does the wedding start? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's like an early afternoon. Because it's, it's an out-of-town wedding. It's up in Boston. So I think it's going to be an early afternoon situation. It's going to be during the game. That's 100%. Well,
1: but the game's right.
2: at 4.30. We so should explain to our, our, uh, not, our listeners from Not From Our World, out-of-town means not in New York.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like out of what town? Boston's a big town, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay, but if the wedding starts at 1 or 2, then maybe it's done by 6 or 7 and you can catch the end of the game. Because remember, it starts okay, at four thirty. My,
0: my game plan is, is: I'll be live streaming your your podcast to get the to get ah, the there updates. There
1: we go. Are we going to
2: be
0: doing a there live
1: podcast on Sunday afternoon, akiva
2: Well, I think you get, we could Periscope or Meerkat. It would be hard to
0: podcast from, from your from your war room. You got to hook up a war room.
1: Where is the wedding taking place? Is it at a hotel? Is it like what, what kind of t- television situation are you guys going to have there?
0: You know, maybe at, like, at like a country club or something. I'm, you know, I'm, there's going to be a TV. Bad, there might be no TVs a, there. No, there'll
1: be a TV at the, the bar. There'll be a TV at, you know, you know who will have a TV? It's
0: going to be on television, though. It, there's probably going to be a Patriots game on. It's going to be, like, New England at Green Bay. That's no,
2: because, no, because it's Giants-Cowboys. That's a national game. The whole country's going to see that
0: game. We'll see. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's, uh... Which Giants Cowboys can they watch?
1: Dallas at New York. It's the the only other game at four o'clock that day is Oakland at San Diego on CBS.
2: This game yeah, yeah, on. this is the this game is on in the whole country, including California. in New England. Yeah, yeah.
1: this yes. game is on everywhere. You know who will definitely have this game on? Uh, one of the valet guys is going to have a Verizon phone and he'll be watching it. You know, on his phone on an NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, excuse me, on Red Zone Channel. Um, and by the way, when Red Zone Channel only has two games on days like this, two late games, they're basically just showing the whole game. So, you know, just find somebody with a Verizon phone. And yeah, but they give
2: equal it. shrift to the Chargers-Raiders game as they do to the, the Giants-Cowboys game.
1: Well, I mean, they'll, they'll show key plays in that. You're not, you're not going to miss anything of consequence um, as long as you find someone with a Verizon telephone. And by the way, Verizon has not paid us for sponsorship yet, so I don't know why I've mentioned them five times in the last 10-2. Shout
2: shows. out to Verizon. All
1: right, so so here you go. You're 7-0 and now. Now you're on oh a little God. road trip south. Uh, first at New Orleans.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is a piece of cake. Seven and zero going into New Orleans. <laughs> They're not a football town. They're not a sports town. Are you kidding me? Place is going to be full of Giants fans. You know, giant New, tra- New Yorkers who are who are traveling down. New Yorkers who are going to pour in from from Houston and from the from the environs. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be all Giants. So you're predicting another he one. You're predicting an, eight now? He's, he's, a, he's a fast quarterback on turf. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be ridiculous. Now I think we're getting trolled, Chester. Yeah, wait. So
1: you're saying eight no now?
0: I listen, you you're breaking it down, you know, side by side with me. All
1: right, okay. Uh, week nine. Now you go to Tampa to face Jameis Winston.
0: Tampa's hot, Tampa's
1: hot garbage. Well, I was gonna say if, <laughs> if, if you if, if you don't respect the Saints. Uh...
2: <laughs> wait, tell uh, what, what's our what's our Bucks fans name? Kyle.
1: Yeah, well, the, pro- yeah, the yeah problem is our Please dolphins. Please
2: apologize to Kyle right now because he does not like when Floridians begin. They're, they're, well, they're, well, Akiba, Akiba was, sh-
1: Akiba, a was- trash fire. Akiba, Akiba was shitting on the Dolphins, and, yeah. and Kyle took offense just as you know as a Floridian. But I wasn't
2: clear. I meant like the South Florida, like Jewish Florida, like South Florida. But he he thought I meant the whole Florida um, is the hot garbage because that I use the same. Uh, uh, expression you did, but yeah, no.
1: Listen, I'm not, a, South I'm not an anti I think everybody in South Florida is trash, whether they're Jewish or Cuban or American or whatever the hell they are. No, boy. Now we're getting
0: Was uh, going to be the quarterback in uh, in, 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 in Week 9? Uh,
1: presumably. And they'll
2: stay penitentiary league.
1: He's oh, be... shots fired. All right, so now you're 9-0. 9 and 9-0. And now you got another national TV game at home against the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah. You know, Tom, really? Tom Brady's uh, white whale. But he'll be back by then. He and Bill Belichick will be pissed. And what's happening uh, for the nine and Giants going into the bye? And
2: who, who are Jim Nance and Phil Sims rooting for in this game? Let's
0: look at it here. Let's look at it here, right? The Patriots. They're they're well coached. They've got they've got the talent. They're not you know they're not fooling around. Three times in a row that the Giants haven't lost. them, they've got these guys' numbers. It's got to be a win. You know, people forget and, the Patriots get and, fat against the, they've gotten oh. fat against the triple A F C East for the last <laughs> and, for last fifteen. Yes,
2: Justin, oh. so we may need a, a different Giants guest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd just like to point out that during the Jets podcast, I said that Gino and Eli were very similar players.
0: <laughs> they're, yeah,
1: they're very similar, right. Now we have the Giants at 10-0 going into the bye week. You know, there's been a lot of fans that have been up on their team, and Akeem and I keep saying, oh, well, they're going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I take that all back. The Giants are going to be on all the covers.
2: Every week, yeah. every week, 10-0. You're going to have Eli, Odell Beckham's going to have his own perfume, and he's going to be dating Britney Spears. And the Kardashian at the same time. All right, so you guys are ten zero. Much needed buy. You're tired yeah, from all that waiting. November
0: fifteenth. Are you kidding me? It's gonna be. It's gonna be the Knicks on the cover, re- rejuvenated and and, <laughs> and, and and ready to. Yeah, right. I couldn't remember his name.
2: <laughs> oh man.
1: All right. Well, we'll give you time to review before we bring you on our uh, thirty NBA fans in thirty days podcast.
2: Okay. So you guys go to uh, the Washington football team, and does the streak extend to eleven and zero?
0: Well, listen, they're coming off the bye, they'll have a chance to get healthy, to regroup, to heal.
2: Who oh, they were 10 and 0 without yeah. being healthy.
0: I think <laughs> they'll they be able a I think they be, they'll be able to stand up to, to the formidable formidable challenge that is the Washington Redskins. Is that going to be RG3 or Kirk Cousins? It might be neither of them. Yeah, I thought, oh I, thought Kirk,
1: I thought Kirk Cousins is third string. I thought Colt McCoy is the backup
0: right now. Oh, Colt McCoy. He's, Cousins
1: yeah, is right. terrible. Akiba's is the only guy I know who thinks Kirk Cousins is, is belongs in the NFL. And well, he, he, he a, at, a couple of racist Washington fans, to be fair. But... Um, I'm um, you know
2: if I'm a team, team playing them great. at this point, I'm more scared of Cousins than RG3 because he can't run anymore.
1: All right, okay, fine. So now you're 11 and 0.
2: Oh boy, and uh, Josh, I'm not gonna be able to sleep this week. What's the Jets record coming into this game? It's
0: a classic <laughs> trap game. A classic. What's the
2: Jets trap record? Are they? Are they also allowed to know? <laughs> like yeah. they have dual covers? Is it like Gino and you e- I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick and Eli? Like I the brains I, and the brawn?
0: You know, when I was growing up, they had a story. Where Wait, they, did you just say Derek that Eli Giro. has brawn? Have you seen Eli with a shirt off? Derek no, G and are I mean Eli's together. the brains. Oh. <laughs> then. Story in Sports, Sports Illustrated. This could be like a. Uh... But you know, I think I actually think the Jets will will surprise a lot of people. You know, like. Wow. I got to tell you like they can they've had some really terrible years they've really showed nothing and and you don't want just want to look at a team and say like they they're promising a certain position but like you figure you know like at a certain point like when when everything goes wrong in one year and they're just a terrible team you know in one year i mean it's can they? I don't know that they can get worse than last year. So you know, really, like I think they'll you know they'll 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 surprise people. You know, everybody likes this new coach, but this hey, this isn't uh, you know the Jets episode. But
2: uh, I wish you, you could know. join us for that one though.
0: All All right. what's happening this, 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 Is this a
2: get... win or a loss,
1: JB? It's a win, it's a win. 12-0.
2: and 0. And listen, and 0.
1: when the Giants and Jets play, uh, we have a, we have a mutual friend, I think the three of us, John Krause, who, uh, frequently appears. I've never heard
2: of him, but I'll consider him my friend.
1: Oh, I thought he was in your fantasy football league.
2: I don't know, I don't know who he is. All but
1: right, well, he, anyhow. He's
0: like a lovely guy.
1: He is, well he's a, he's a big Giants fan, and he frequently appears on ESPN, uh, before is Giants. It? Al, he's, Je-
0: he's more of a pundit, really. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. He appears on ESPN before it. Giants-Jets games to give his analysis. And um, when it's the 11-0 Giants facing the uh, the upstart Jets at like seven and four or something, I guess uh, Krauss will have to go back on ESPN, and I think he will have one word, and that word will be Giants, and uh, they'll be 12-0 according to Josh. At this point,
0: it's 12-0. Berliner. No doubt
2: no. in my mind. 12-0, and is there a better place in the world to be at 12-0 than going to Miami with all those monstrous Old, decrepit, 72 Dolphins, who I know you hate. You must hate
1: them. Well, everybody hates them. Mercury, They're going to be on the Mercury, sidelines. Morris, the thing is, none of those guys were any good, and we've only heard of them because they clink champagne glasses every year when the last end of 15 goes down. Uh, uh, Bob
2: Greasy and okay, Zonka and Morris and all these monsters are going to be there.
1: Oh, and, it's on Monday Night Football.
2: And I'm going to turn from the previous week we're doing against the Giants to the biggest Giants fan in the world because – Really. You, I mean, you want I to hate see the, the
1: Giants Dolphins. go undefeated?
2: No, but I want to see the Dolphins not be the only undefeated team. It doesn't matter who. I hate that team more than any actual team. Like, I want to beat those guys up now. Before,
1: well, wait, before we get to that game, I have a question. So you hate the Dolphins more than, like, the other New York team. In baseball, who do you hate more, the Yankees or, like, the Mets rival, the Braves or whatever?
2: I usually hate the team that's competing against the Mets more. Like, I hated the Braves – uh, I hated the Phillies. I mean they're obviously
1: that's they're So you're not oh, so you're not, so you're not a big, I hate the Marlins the most,
0: but they're easy you to hate. You can always get up to hate San Francisco. Yeah, I hate the Marlins the most. Boy, because, so you really just sure. hate
1: Miami in general. Ellie Gray, please send your comments to uh, @keith26 on Twitter.
2: I I don't like the Heat are okay. I actually like kind of respected them uh when I, you know, I'm a Spurs fan when they were playing the Heat uh, in the two straight Finals. Wait, so
1: the one team you don't hate in Miami is the team that everybody hated, the LeBron Heat. I mean yeah, because uh, like that was a,
2: uh, you know, like legitimate, they they actually you know did it. They're not like the Marlins well, legitimately that like by, stole.
1: by colluding together to uh you know
2: put It's fine. It's, it was within the rules. <laughs> uh, I have no problem with the Florida Panthers. I'll be honest.
1: Twelve and zero is it's it? A
2: it, different it podcast. Is, I mean, the ratings for this game are going to be astronomical.
0: Sure, and the crowd is going to be ninety uh, percent uh, blue jerseys.
2: Even if you guys were on twelve, that would be the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, cause Miami fans are hot garbage, right? They're hot garbage, <laughs>
0: and and it's it's eight thirty at night. This game,
1: yeah, they're already they're already self- Well, no, oh. no, no, because in Miami, My- well, yeah, in Miami, either you have the senior citizens pass their bedtime, or you have the folks who are headed to South Beach. But you know, by eight thirty nine o'clock, they start get- they got to get ready because they got to go out in a couple hours. So oh
0: boy, December, yeah, there's a lot of stereotypes going on.
1: This nobody's year. watching this game in Miami other than Giants fans.
0: Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go to
1: this
2: game. You should go. You know it's what? To make up for the fact that you missed the Dallas. i you
1: totally serious? I'm actually going to be in Florida then. Uh, Josh, if you come down, I will go to this game with you. I'll see you there. Right now, awesome.
2: the cheapest ticket is $174, so you guys they should catch probably Catch the red out
0: in out, the morning. Back to totally. back, back Oh It's, it's Monday office. night.
1: That's annoying. Yeah. All right. So what's happening, though, Josh?
0: In, in Miami, it's a win. It's an easy 13-0. Win. <laughs> <laughs> do, you right. do you not think it's going to be a win?
1: No, I
2: think I think you're the you're right. Giants I we'll expert. go here. to Miami and they'll win. All right, and 13-0. Wow. Oh, man.
0: Home against Charlotte. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. It's going to be mean. There's going to be, there's going to be a, a seat on the line. They're going to win. Uh, by the way,
1: I like how Josh just, you know, diminished a two-state we'll franchise Charlotte. down to one city. They went from they're two Charlotte. states to one city. <laughs> and by the way, there's no seed on am on. If you're 13-0, and if you're 14-0, and you've clinched the one seed by now.
2: Yeah. Now are they resting Eli at 14-0? Well, are look, the Colts the did that when no, they rested no, Peyton, no,
1: which was no, so
0: this, stupid. You, they're not resting Eli because he's, uh, he's, he's, got, he's going for this record, right?
2: Now, do the Giants respect this record? I mean, they destroyed it on the other end.
1: Yeah, they, well, they beat the Broncos at 13-0 and that year in 98. No, no, a... no,
0: not that. I'm talking about Eli's Eli's uh, games. He's played in, in 160 games. Oh, cont- oh, 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 Yeah, oh,
1: he's one he, yeah, yeah but he's, he's never going to reach Favre. I mean, what, is he going to play for another 10 years and not miss a game?
0: Con- Alexander, consecutive. Consecutive games. Yes, I oh, know. Oh, Favre you, played consecutive all games. He has to play is one, ga- one yeah,
2: snapper right. her, and then someone else can come in.
0: Oh, like a, you mean like a Jose Reyes situation? Uh, oh,
2: don't start firing shots at the Mets. Anyway. So you're 14-0, Chester Howick's I think, forget about going to Miami. You guys should be going to Minnesota for this game.
1: Well, look, I mentioned on previous podcasts how terrible Eli's been against the Vikings. I'll just remind Joshua, though, I'm sure he knows. The Vikings, he has the second lowest quarterback rating against the Vikings as any team, only Baltimore's worse. He has four touchdowns and 15 turnovers in his career against the Vikings. But look, he's never been at the helm of a 14-0 team before.
2: Um, You're drunk on your own success at this point (laughs) at 14-0, Leonard. (laughs) Listen, at
0: this point in the year, it could be, could be. All right, so what's are happening? You going
2: like, to work? If you guys are fourteen to zero, I feel like you're just floating in the street.
0: Fourteen oh, well, zero, business as usual. This is, you know. <laughs> stuff.
1: All right, so what's ha- what's so, happening
0: on Sunday, December twenty seventh at Minnesota? Minnesota, it's going to be close. You know, Zig- Ziggy Wolf, he's my boy. He's <laughs> Love from, his campus, he's be- great hood. campus. Listen, he's there's no bigger Giants fan in uh, in the country than Ziggy Wolf. <laughs> what? No, that's true. He's it's a huge be.
1: Giants fan. Oh, is he really? He's a Giants yeah. fan. Yeah. Here's, I mean, I mean, not anymore, but he was up until he bought the Vikings.
0: The things. They're gonna put him on an island and nuke it till it glows. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho,
1: ho. Uh, we got rid of that guy, by the way.
0: Oh, did you? I thought he was like suspended for like a week, like the guy did. in Buffalo who punched a kid in the face.
1: Yeah, no, no, they they didn't they didn't get rid of him at the time. They suspended him, but now he's gone. I think. Oh, okay. But but they also but they also got rid of Chris Chloe. All right. You no. think I've heard of the punt All right. So what's happening in week sixteen? That's a win. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on, cool. Chester. Okay, so
0: so now we're on to week. Look, look look for Ziggy to to, to sabotage the. Uh, he's going to. Oh, put, gonna steal put... a
2: Giants fan. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we know he's not it's above like, sabotage. Like the
1: Gatorade. All right, so now you're 15 and 0. Week 17,
0: after New Year's, at home against the Eagles, Tebow time. Oh, it's Tebow look, time. Look for, I like
2: how you pointed out it's after New Year's.
0: Look for Tebow to, to 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 lose one of his uh one of his first uh, first games under center in uh in a long time. So
2: okay, so let's keep going. So you're 16 and 0.
1: Wait, you wait, got so the- wait, so
0: is that, we're putting this down, Josh. You
1: officially, objectively think the Giants going 16-0 this year. Book it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Put it first, on first round of the play. You know, By first the way, bye. Patriots fans are salivating for that. The Patriots fans want that to oh, happen. Man. You know they, they want do. a piece. Yeah, they want a piece, absolutely. All
2: right, so, you, okay, second round of the playoffs after your bye. You guys host, let's say, the five seed who beats the four seed. Uh, so who is that? The is Vikings? that the Arizona Cardinals? No, oh, that's the Vikings. The Vikings are the
1: five seed?
0: How are they hosting the five seed if they're if they're the number one seed? Well, because the three beat the six.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. hypothetical. I'd, I'd yeah, yeah. So, so what? We're, so we're assuming. So, okay, so the Giants are sixteen and zero. Seattle or Green Bay are the two and the three, right? The, the the NFC South garbage is the four seed. The Vikings beat them in the first round. In The second round, you're hosting the Vikings. What happens there? Forty-one nothing again.
0: <sighs> Viking, you know it. At home in the cold with the with the wind.
1: Yeah, but the Vikings also play in the cold now. Remember that. Teddy Bridgewater, and, will, you know,
0: and, and, and Ziggy now, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's he's my guy.
1: All right, seventeen and zero NFC Championship game against either Seattle or Green Bay, presumably.
0: Let's say
2: Seattle, but you're hosting them. I'm assuming they didn't go sixteen and zero and beat you guys for the tiebreaker.
0: Hosting we'll Seattle with no with with no no Marshawn Lynch because he's running to the ground all year because they're, yes. they're afraid to throw after the Super Bowl. Exactly. Listen, it's an easy win. They're a tired team. They're easy. out of
2: gas. Easy win. Easy. What, what's tough. the score? What's the score there? That game. Twenty-four to ten. Okay, fair enough. And then who are you guys getting in the Super Bowl? Is it a is it a Patriots rematch? Is it a Manning versus Manning game?
0: Yeah, you know, let's let's go let's go Denver rematch. Oh boy. Yeah, those Super Bowls did not go well for the Broncos. And
1: the Giants, thirty-nine to, to, to 30. twenty. Okay, fine. So it's Eli against Peyton.
0: In the big spot, we all know how Eli performs in the Super Bowl, and we've all <laughs> oh, seen how Peyton performs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> This and Peyton calls it a
2: career oh so he retires his brother it's a loser leaves town match yeah, he, so, yeah. so Peyton, Peyton leaves town
1: Peyton loses another super bowl his he third makes... loss are, are archie
2: and olivia actively rooting for eli in this game at 18 and 0
1: no i think i think they got to root for Peyton if it's his last game and I they want their su- they, they want pain to get a second super bowl
2: i think they're rooting for eli wow I'd who does think... cooper who does cooper like more have we ever gotten to the bo- bottom of that
0: I think Archie's rooting for Pan you know, and Olivia's going with Eli. It's, that's what it is. Yeah, the mom roots for the baby. That makes sense. They're probably not even sitting together.
2: Oh, um, boy. Are they divorced at that point in your predictions? <laughs> no, hey,
1: hey you know, why do we have to sow uh, discord at the Manning family?
2: American royalty. <laughs>
1: yeah. But what much- about
0: Cooper? Nobody gives a shit about Cooper. <laughs> Cooper's uh, punching, still punching a clock. Uh, at the, what, does he, what does he do, Cooper? He's probably like... No, yeah.
2: his dad's rich. He probably doesn't do anything.
1: He was a wide receiver. Cooper okay.
2: Manning has his own uh, Wikipedia page. It's a little silly, if you ask me.
1: Is the first line mentioned his familial connections? Yeah,
2: he's the oldest son of Archie Manning, the brother of current professional football players. Peyton Eli. We're going to have to update that uh, in February when Peyton retires, former football player. Oh. But he had spinal stenosis, <laughs> and now he works for Howard Wa- Wheel or Weil as an energy trader. So that's a real job.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: like it's probably a no-show job, but it's a real job. Right, his well,
0: what is- has a great like. Uh, is like Dave Brown. I don't know if you remember. He was a quarterback for the Giants. The yeah, United. no, yeah, he could
1: see, yeah. Dave Brown. I had a
0: couple friends He's who worked with into, him. Like, a hedge fund or something. Yeah, I knew
1: people who worked with him. Yeah. All right, we're past the hour mark. Uh, you know, our Giants fans are, are drunk with excitement at this 19-0 season. So, Josh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Josh is on Twitter at Josh Berliner, but that's Josh with a G, so it's it's really Gosh Berliner.
2: Gosh yeah, why Berliner. do you spell it like that?
0: Uh you know I, I I work for a um for a foreign uh company and they're not too not too sharp on their spelling. So for the first several years all my paychecks and uh health insurance cards came misspelled that way and I thought it was a great way to uh for my you know to to help get my my brand out there and and, and to fly under the radar when uh, I mean you, you, you got, got
1: this podcast whisper. so it helped you. Exactly. And I got to say, when I was in ninth grade, I had a teacher who was of the same nationality as Josh's employers. And I was uh, living in Toronto at the time. And he uh, he gave us a homework assignment, and he had a number of hypotheticals, and he made the same mistake because in his hypotheticals he kept referring to the uh, local baseball team as the Toronto Blue Gays, which uh, as 13 and 14 year old boys we thought was uh, was quite hilarious, of course. <laughs> oh my
0: God! This I just want to preview. do one, one, one quick one one quick Stone Cold log here. Aside aside from the Giants going all the way, the best there's one surefire bet in the NFL every year. Uh, do you guys have the have the Super Bowl odds in front of you? Uh, yes, I do. What are the what are the odds for the for the Redskins to win the Super Bowl?
1: Well, first of all, we're gonna have to beep that out because uh, you just say that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But uh, Washington's odds
0: oh, are excuse
1: excuse a, a hundred me. to one. I have a yeah, a hundred yeah. to one also.
0: Well, we missed the boat. Last year was fifty to one. The best bet in the NFL every year is against the Washington football team. <laughs> that,
1: how do you bet wait, against wait, that? Wait, wait, so you bet a hundred to one?
2: <laughs>
0: Um, it's free money, I'm Are telling you. betting on the
1: Redskins to not win Wait, Can you Bowl? bet the reverse futures? Can, can I say, I'm putting 100 down, I want to win What's one. It? You cannot. <laughs> Josh, that bet's only one way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean, be... you can bet on the other 31 teams to win, but that's not really a money winner unless... Uh... Oh, you've
1: got to bet on all 31, I see, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: So I missed all the Atlantic City bachelor parties. I'm not... Uh... You know, some of us are fans from, from the heart, not from the... Uh, well, why weren't you at the bachelor party? Were you not invited?
1: Th- but there's no sports gambling in Atlantic City. you got to go to Vegas for that, right? Yeah. You yes. asked if he was not invited. I'm, I'm bachelor sure bachelor
0: party. I was. Party
1: sure I was. For Liner. Let me see what his excuse was.
0: No, I went to, I must have had an excuse. Yeah, why weren't you there?
2: I wasn't invited at all. We yeah. got to get to this next.
1: Akiva, as we've put on record um, on this podcast previously, I've only met you in my life for a total of ten seconds. So I know, did but I feel like now I don't, I don't.
2: I don't think I'm in bachelor party territory. But I think if you were getting married, you'd have to invite me at this point. Did
0: Cornhauser go to the bachelor party? Uh, no, no, he did not. But, he oh, did that's
1: you, a shock. Let's just rip Cornazzo for a half no, hour. No, but
0: he's a big—he's a big <laughs> AC guy. So yeah,
1: but he's also a big flake out at the last second guy. Oh, oh I see. oh, Stewart sent me an email and said Cornazzo is not responding. Can you ask him what his story is?
0: Well, Cornazzo so, never responds. Well, that's why he's not in the league this year because yeah. he hasn't paid up for the last three years. And this year, uh, the commissioner reached out to him to pay up. He never got back to him, so the guy just moved on. I'm so, not
2: even sure if he well, knows he's out, he's out of the league. Of the
0: league. Okay. I asked—I asked Commissioner Klein. I said, did, "So you told—what did Cornazzo say when you told him he's on the list?" I never told him. You never got back to me. So he he's
2: probably just going to show up for the draft. <laughs> I mean, I deleted him from the league today because yeah, I. He doesn't show up for the draft.
1: Listen, he has people I drafted for him in that league one year.
2: Oh, you like to brag about that because it was one good season.
1: Yeah, they went eleven and two. Um, and he gave me no credit, of course. And so God struck him down, and they lost in the championship game.
0: That was incredible. That was really something else. Uh,
1: d- does he even make any like roster updates during the season? Does he set his lineup even?
2: I think he does until he's eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't All know right. if it's him or somebody else. Why okay. would just bash the Cordals are friends? I feel like he's got to come on and defend himself. Yeah,
0: let's send him an email. He'll get back to us.
1: Yeah, well, we already have an Eagles fan lined up, but um, yeah, but uh, again, that would involve him committing to something and then actually following through on it. So.
2: <laughs> it's not like he's a janitor, guys. <laughs>
1: what, 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 what does being a janitor have to do with anything?
2: Oh, uh, I guess I'm insulting. I'm just saying, like his, you know, his schedule is a little more, you know. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's late.
1: <laughs> oh no, yeah, I, I think he blames his schedule as the reason, but um. For his. All right anyway. What kind yeah. of
2: doctor is he?
1: He's an emergency room. Um, emergency medicine doctor. Yes. Oh,
2: there's no emergencies there. He's got plenty of time. There's yes. no emergencies yeah, in exactly. the emergency room. It's all you're just
1: there. Exactly. You're there. You deal with other people's emergencies. You go home and I, then you listen, get on your podcast listen, and you I'll respond to your I fantasy traps.
0: Sounds pretty chill. September thirteenth at eight thirty. There's no doubt in my mind he will be working on the job.
1: <laughs> Wait, what's that? Oh, is that the Eagles Giants game?
0: That is. There's a football game on Cornhouser's uh he's if the Eagles have skin in the game, he's, he's he's on call.
1: There you have it. Uh, we have gone deep, deep, deep into the Giants uh, and, and other topics with the, with Josh Berliner. But you know they deserve at least an hour when they're going 19-0 this year. Josh, thanks for joining us once again. It's it's Josh Berliner on Twitter. Uh, oh my gosh, the Giants are going 19-0. Says our guest
0: it's today, Louie Alexander. Thank you.
1: Uh, and this was we'll- an, uh, an honor. Yeah, just to speak to the fan of the first 19-0 team in history, I do feel like it's an honor for us. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll be back soon to discuss the uh, Houston Texans.
0: Good night Bye-bye. Good night.
1: So thank you for that, uh, Senior Hynos. Uh,
0: sure, sure. <laughs> wait, do, I, do I get a gift bag? We didn't
2: even mention Henry Anoski, my favorite giant.
1: Uh, wait, wait, are, do you honestly think they're going to? I don't understand. Like, are, you've never been like.
2: That was great. He was strong. I, I really like that. But
1: I, honestly, I feel like he was very. Straight. He was totally serious the way he was talking. You
2: played it straight. I feel like the first round of playoffs, you should have been like, "Oh uh, uh, no, they're going to lose. Like, they're not so good."
1: <laughs> Akiva, I think he. I, I don't think he was playing us. I think. I think that's what he expects.
0: He's still here, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, so I, really, I really never looked at the schedule too closely. The Dallas game, I'm sure they'll shit the bed, but then they really have one. Like, wait, I hope you're still recording. <laughs> <So, like, laughs>
1: we'll bust them.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I click stop. They really have some soft teams coming up. I mean, Buffalo, Well, when you're
2: good, every team, this is what I always say. Like My grandfather will call me up and he'll be like, well, we get the Titans and the Bills twice and the Jaguars. I'm like, yeah, but they're looking at their schedule and they're saying, oh, we got the Jets twice. Hey, but you when can, you're good, you when you're like, a Giants who can move the ball, then okay. every every game is winnable.
0: I'll give you my my real my real uh, my my real rundown. You can hit record. We'll do like the after. Uh, no, no, no,
2: no. no. I, I'm too tired. No, I think that that was gold. That was the best one we've done, Josh.
0: Dallas, they lose. Atlanta, they lose. Redskins, they they. I want to say lose to the Redskins, but they're so bad. Washington. See, so they beat Redskins, Washington. Eight. They beat Buffalo. San Francisco is terrible. They beat San Francisco. They're three and three. I can't believe that game's it, on Sunday
2: night. What are they doing, given the Niners they
0: lose to Philly? I don't know. The Niners they are also on prime time against
1: the Vikings. It's
0: very odd.
2: Yeah. It's,
1: they're, they're
2: th- you th- know what? Not everyone had retired when they made the schedule.
0: Yeah, Mr. Jim Harbaugh. Was yeah, it's true. They lose to the Saints. They're three and five. They beat Tampa. They're four and five. I, I'm, they beat New England. They're five and five. They beat the Redskins. They're six and five. Oh they my beat God. The Jets seven and five. They beat Miami. They lose. They lose the last three. They could, they could, they could be eight and eight this year.
2: Top, well, Berlin, you know top, this is the third top, one we did in a row. Yeah, we've been doing this for like like. A yeah, brainstorm.
1: you know who else is very well aware of that? My wife, who came and gave me a dirty look a minute ago. So I'm gonna hang up.
0: I, you said she went to sleep.
1: Yeah, I know. I thought so until she. she it she was
0: just, me. that was just for the cameras.
1: No, she poked her head. Around. Yeah, I thought she did also when she left me half a peach. Who eats half a peach? But anyways, I gotta go deal with her. So, uh, or I I gotta go um, you know, spend time with my loving wife.
2: Have the mango first. Okay.
1: Oh. <laughs> Josh isn't up to date on the Seinfeld podcast.
2: I think he, I think, well, it's just not just the Seinfeld podcast. I think if you just watched the show, you'd know, you'd get that joke 100%.
0: Who ran into Jerry Seinfeld? was hanging the, where was this, in the Bear's fight?
1: Oh, what, he was giving you bologna sandwiches?
2: Oh, no, that's, it's from, uh, it's from an episode. It's from the puffy shirt.
1: The mango episode. No, it's called, it's from the mango episode.
2: The bologna sandwiches or puffy shirt?
1: No, no the mango is from the mango, though.
2: Yeah, the mango is mango, but the bologna is the puffy shirt. <laughs>
1: So, Kra- Krauss just said to me, hey, is there a place people can listen to or-, or download this podcast? I'm like, no, no, no. We're just doing it for ourselves.
0: It yeah. Yes.
1: Funny. <laughs> we're
0: really underground. <laughs> Tell him to go into the time machine.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to get that information. All right. Okay, Josh, have a good night. Okay, having a good night. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> oh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire. Huh?
0: <sighs> ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No and conditions apply. website for details. With the Lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.